Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one, the only Brian Rails. And don't get caught on the wrong side of my tracks, Jack. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, tonight on Wrestle Radio Network, it's been a minute, it's been about two and a half, three weeks since I have done an actual show. Anyway, so there's a recent thing going on. It's called Triple H returned to the head of the table in WWE, no pun intended, uh, because Vince McMahon retired and did so on social media on his Twitter account, which then does the pendulum swing in their favor. Okay. The reason why Vince is retiring and why it was a good time to step down, because if he kept going, there'd be a lot of people that complain. And a lot of people complain because $20.9 million, according to sources on Fox.com, cited that Vince McMahon was involved in several affairs using hush money to keep these women quiet so they wouldn't say a word about the sexual advances and hush money that Vince had given them. That's a lot of money. That's that's a lot of money in total. It was at 14.6, but according to Fox.com, 20.9 million dollars. Jesus, flipping Christ. So, some people are asking the question: Was this mean for SummerSlam? Who cares about that? I I would like to see how this actually pans out with Triple H and his uh, regime. You know, his new approach. Or some people may know or be familiar with how things were when it was NXT. 
You obviously saw how well that went and how many people got drawn to that product. So I'm not going to bore you to tears with that, but um, I just want to start right out the gate by playing something that caught my attention, especially regarding Triple H's return and um, what it entails for the entire pro wrestling community. So, uh, Maestro, if you could please hit that clip, please. I start with anybody. And I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. I start with Triple H. Kind of like what we saw with NXT. How did it start with NXT? With Triple H being in the middle of that ring, announcing NXT. I don't, I don't even know if that's the right way to go, but I think if you were to do anything, it should be Triple H over Vince McMahon tonight at Madison Square Garden. You mean that you, you would not? I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think I have anybody. I think you just do your show. I think you go out wow. there and you do your show. I think, Dave, I, I'm, I would like to see Triple H address the, okay. the fan base. I'd like to see him go out there and cut the promo that he cut at NXT and said that it's going to be gripping. It's going to be some new. It's going to be some shake-up. There's going to be people that you never saw before. There's going to be people that were on top that are going to have to fight to stay there. I want to see that. Because that forces him to do it. If you don't stand up, then what's the point of having somebody new in re- a new regime in? Keep the old regime. Dave, where was Triple H's when, when Triple H returned after his injury to Madison Square Garden? What kind of response did he get back in it the day? Maybe one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. So tonight. If you did start off Monday Night Raw with Hunter's music and you heard that, gong, time to play the game. That place, based on the news that got released today, is going to go ballistic. Triple H comes to the ring. Maybe he comes with Stephanie. Who knows? Maybe he comes by himself. And he says, one thing, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Raw. And now you've seen just enough of Triple H. Seeing him for that moment, you know, okay, this is my territory now. This is my company now. I'm in charge now. And then you hit somebody's music. Maybe you hit Austin Theory's music. Maybe whoever it is, that's how I would start wrong. Not quite, but I mean, WWE is on the verge of new things. New things are happening. Change is good. Adapt, repair. You know, go, the list goes on with what Triple H has already brought to the table for WWE. Is this biased because I'm better known throughout the years of Wrestle Radio Network as the WWE guy? And people are, are shaming me for that. Allow me to realize that, you know, I need to watch the other Product and the other product is kind of flailing around like a fish out of water in some regards, and not all regards. Is it my personal journey to point out the uh, negative in AEW? No. I think as long as you tell me a story when I watch your programming, I'll be fine. But if you play this bullshit of 80% of the people, Tony Khan said this, 
80% of the people that hate on AEW, and he's in analytics, if you will, 80% of the people that hate on AEW are just bots. No. I've watched this shit for three years. What the hell is going on is that some of it's great. Some, you know, it emits reactions from from crowds, and you get people to tune in because you had people bleeding on national TV. Uh, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. These are good dudes, but at the same time, let's get back to the center of focus here. Triple H's return definitely has impact for WWE because there's a lot of people walking around WWE on social media accounts saying, man, I can understand where so-and-so is coming from because the last few days there, it was like walking on eggshells. So, yes, Triple H's return definitely has provided a certain kind of surge of energy for all of the talent and all the people involved, because when Vince was there, I don't know how it was. I mean, it was probably the biggest, one of the biggest issues is feeling a disrespect and not feeling enough. You know, it's like, man, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells or I feel like I'm in a glass box, blah, blah, blah. I've hit the glass, proverbial, metaphorical glass ceiling, whatever the case was, shit finally hit the fan and now he's gone. That's the, that's the honest to God truth about Vince McMahon. From a fan's perspective, he did give us some good stuff. And it's called the 80s and 90s. And some parts of the 2000s, yes, there's controversy along the way. There's always going to be controversy regarding WWE. There's nobody that's perfect, including AEW. There's nobody that's perfect. So he left $20.9 million. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money to pay some or pay people to spread out to say that that's you know good company morale or whatever it's like let's keep this under the rug and let's see how things go it didn't go too well and that's why triple h had to come in and be like all right enough is enough i gotta put out the old man's fires jeremy mcdivitt already did half of that that's a company lawyer he got vince off from during the steroid trials he got him off again and and now because of all the bullshit he's gone that's just, you know, I, I love that he gave us some great matches at WrestleMania, Innovative SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, all that. That's great. But when you lose touch with your own audience for years, something's got to give. And ironically, the sex scandal is what caused the 77-year-old Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. to retire. So... That's that, folks. That's all she wrote. Um, Does the pendulum swing in either direction? I mean, I've gotten several reactions on Instagram talking about, well, you're just a WWE guy. You're all excited. You're probably creaming your pants because WWE now has a better outlook. Dude, AEW looked exciting. Not really. Until they started signing practically everybody from WWE, they had to bring on New Japan, and now they had to add Ring of Honor. That's way too much. 
on a promoter's plate, and he's going to run himself fucking ragged. I've said this about Tony Khan. His intentions are there, but boy, the miscommunication between him and talent, would Vince ever not tell you the reason, or Hunter for that matter, or Stephanie, or anybody, Linda, would they sit you down, wouldn't they sit you down or call you or give you any form of communication whatsoever when it comes to letting someone know they're not they're no longer welcome, they're not on the roster. I don't think so. So to me, I think they would have communicated it directly to the person that they had been firing. That's one issue. Also, if you have a top guy like MJF and he's over the moon over type, you know, on your broadcast on your show and people boo him out of the building the minute his music hits. He's got nuclear heat no matter where he goes. Why the fuck wouldn't you jump at the opportunity to re-sign him and give him what he wants? Because you give the fans what you want, but I'll save that for you know later. So on tap, folks, Triple H's return. So there's some definite problems you know, with Tony Khan. And also, there's some problems with WWE. But I found these gems, of course, sitting, floating around on YouTube, when he had to interject himself on a tweet, on Vince's tweet. You know, he referenced Vince McMahon's tweet about him retiring. Does that mean he's backpedaling? What does this mean when Tony Khan referenced Vince McMahon's tweet? I'm going to go ahead and play for you guys the audio of what was said by the current AEW owner, CEO, whatever the fuck. Here's what he said. Give me a second. Ah, my audio is gone. What the heck is going on here? We're going to pause 10 seconds, ladies and gentlemen, for station identification right here. On Wrestle Radio Network. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we can get this going, okay? So... Or not, I don't know. Let's just see what we got. Okay, so in the audio, he referenced Vince McMahon's tweet. I have no idea what's going on with my current audio situation. We'll see if we can pull one up. But what he said was, I... (laughs) Actually, I got another clip for you, though. Let's just go ahead and play what Booker T had to say about Tony Khan. Or not, let's see here. Let's see if this sounds okay. That sounds working. You know what I mean? I mean, this, 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 this Tony Khan losing his damn mind. There we go. I'm just wondering. For, for those of you who don't know, he said that there is a he, he did an independent study or, or had an independent study done where uh, apparently uh, uh, he found 80% of the people who talk negatively 
about AEW online are actually not real. They're not real people and they're bots. Tony Khan losing his damn mind. Um, I know he's off in the analytics. I think he works in that that, that field, but but, but people go hate, okay? Look, everybody is not going to like it. That's just, you know what? And this came out right after, you know, and I, I know we, we, we got another minute, a couple of minutes, got to get out of here. Um, but uh, I know Eric Bischoff said that Tony Khan had thin skin. And this came out right after that. I don't know if this proves that or not, but, but I'm going to tell you, man, as far as uh, someone that needs to st- stay away from the internet and, and, and people talking about you, if, 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 if you think they're not going to talk about you, you're wrong, and if, if you think they are talking about you, you know, uh, you know, there again, they say, uh, you know, good. Any news is good news, right? right. <laughs> so, so if they're talking about you, good, good or bad, you know, for me, it's good. Look, you should look at my Twitter account, Tony. All right, <laughs> they hate me. You know what I mean? But I got so much love, you know, from so many people at the same time, and I'm sure Tony Khan got a lot of love from so many people because he's he's got delivered jobs, okay? So, so think about that. Think about that kind of, not think about these people on Twitter because you will lose your mind uh, thinking about people that's uh, saying negative um, comments about you. And that's all it's got to be is comments because I haven't seen anything but pretty much good stories about AEW, you know, in the social media sphere. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, kick out. That's what we say in the wrestling business, bro. Kick out. Uh, you'll be all right. Kick out, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I want to see the study. I want to see the study. I want to see the numbers. I want to see it all. Like, like publish it so we can know what you're referring to. Because right well, now, I believe in. <laughs> I believe in as far as people having negative comments because I see them all the time. You know, you know what I mean? Cody Rhodes right now is, you know, a pariah. You know, as far as AEW fans go, they hate them. You know, and it's amazing how one minute they can love you and the next minute they can hate you. Um, and, but then again, that's what the wrestling business is. You know what I mean? You could be a heel one day, you could be a baby face the next. So I love it, man. Um, if, you, if you're tuning in, man, that's good. That's what I'm against. Kanye West said one time, he goes, In this game, you will never win because they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. You know? That is. That is. That's true, man. That's true. That's hey, man. Uh, shoe went quick today, didn't it? So there's obviously going to be mixed reviews because you say Booker T works for WWE, so obviously he's going to be biased towards a man that actually gives the fans what he wants. Does he now? Does he communicate with his talent? Does he make sure that they're taken care of? Does he make sure that his talent is accounted for, present for, reaching an audience? Obviously he does because he's more so concerned about ratings and sticks his nose where it doesn't belong, making comments about a dude who was, you know, part of the enemy lines of WWE, Vince McMahon. He referenced his Twitter for fuck's sakes. This is this is something that I gotta say. I have to. This was a gem that I found online that I'm really not gonna shy away from. So here we go. This is me for AEW Ring of Honor. This is me for uh, the Vince McMahon tweet yesterday. Uh, a lot of people were kind of raising eyebrows that, uh, you know, you, you put it out. But just in general, like, you know, you obviously put it out for a reason. Like, a big thing happened this weekend. How does the business change now if Vince is going away? What does this mean for AEW, Ring of Honor? Does it mean anything? 
for AEW and Ring of Honor? Well, I, I only commented last night about AEW. Of course, we're going into a big event for Ring of Honor tonight with Death Before Dishonor, but I was saying uh, going into AEW Rampage, of course, right? Hey, everybody. It's Ollie Mike. And I just wanted to remind you, please, at the end of this video, there is a top 10 controversial moments video thing I put together. Please check it out. Um, Nick Hosman coming in hot, not afraid to ask a tough question. Let's hear what he has to say. I, co I only commented last night about AEW. Of course, we're going into a big event for Ring of Honor tonight with Death Before Dishonor, but I was saying uh, going into AEW Rampage, of course, on Friday night, which had some connections to Ring of Honor. We, of course, heard from Claudio ahead of the big championship match. We had a great match with uh, Jay Lethal against Christopher Daniels, another legend of Ring of Honor who uh, was – Kind of sticking up for Samoa Joe, who made his return the next night. So there's some connections to tonight. But really, uh, I was referencing AEW Rampage is on. And, and just fact, I think, of the, the big, big major companies, what I would consider, quote, unquote, the big three. Uh, now uh, I am the longest tenured, uh, of course, uh, Obari. And now there's a, a new CEO there also. So uh, I think uh, if you consider it pro wrestling, then I think it's a fair, uh, fair statement. Uh, I just thought it was a... It's a factual statement on uh, a, a, a note to promote Rampage, but that's all it was. And, uh, um, you know, I, I can't say anything else. You know, there's some people in this world that don't really know how to put things together. He's one of them. And I'm just going to start off by saying this. If you go online... Because it, it seems like, you know, oh, I got people buzzing about AEW. You didn't need to. You didn't need to go the extra mile and say, oh, yeah, Vince retired. Okay. So Vince retired. And he referenced that I just thought I'd make a comment about the upcoming show, Death Before Dishonor. Which Claudio Castanelli's match with John, or Jonathan Gresham. I must tell you that he's in, you know, he's been in, a job, if you will, being AEW's promoter and part of creative and all this jazz, the man doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like Herb Abrams with with or without the cocaine. I can't tell by his expression and when he saunders or sombers on about I only left that statement about Rampage because I was promoting it, dude. You you have a fan base a bunch of people at the Revolver show that I just recently went to, they were all in AEW garb. They support you. They love you. My biggest problem with Tony Khan is not knowing his place, which is he runs the show, shouldn't be worried about what other people are saying. It's like the schoolgirl on the yard was Booker T once referenced him as his king. Like, look, my... Uh, my looks at what I got, and they bring all the boys to the yard, whatever. So I'm referencing the milkshake song. But you know what? Hey, so <laughs> there's not only internal problems. His top heel is, should not have been Christian Cage when an afterthought to top heel in his company. Not only positioning, booking, because WWE is no walk in the park either. But if you look the, the three years that AEW's been in existence, who was the consistency outside? Who was their main dude? Because Jericho should not 
you know, have to worry about working a match because he's already proven that he's a good dude, he's a good wrestler, he's a great entertainer, great promo. There's some negatives, yes. Wrestling in a barbed wire match with Eddie Kingston, I, you know, there's so much shit going on, there's so much chaos. I just not my cup of tea. <laughs> barbed wire death match on TNT, folks. So you're. What if a 12, 13-year-old goes out in their backyard, wrangles up some barbed wire, and decides they want to be like Chris Chirico and Eddie Kingston, and they want to absolutely beat the shit out of each other? That's one example of what, you know, overworking the product that AEW has done. There's another instance. Mousetraps, Don Moxley and, and Pac. I remember that. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker bleeding on TV. Is that a good match? Yes. But you don't have to bleed or do stupid shit just to draw people in. You have and They have 122 people on their current roster, folks. 122. Comparatively speaking, the WWE's rosters, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK, they're significantly less. And they work within their means. Do sometimes the shit be boring? To be honest with you, yeah. Because it's a fucking chore sometimes to watch WWE stuff. And it's also a chore to watch AEW stuff. So they say, why do you do it? Because sometimes wrestling can be kind of therapeutic to watch two people beat the other living crap out of each other and have a, you know, an outcome. Submission, penfall, disqualification, whatever the fuck. Anyways. I'm going to spend the last tidbit of my show discussing with you why this is a problem and why AEW needs to resign NJF before the possible jump and ship to WWE or wherever NJF lands. Who knows? So without further ado, folks, the following content presented on this Pro Wrestling Podcast Wrestle Radio Network profile belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All, con is, all content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will, will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. Wrestle Radio Network, Incorporated, 2022. Slice of Pizza, Incorporated, and Beyond the Tracks, 2022, Incorporated. So, without further ado, Maestro, if you could please play my intro. No interruptions from the peanut gallery, please. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> Not that one, but you know. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
Yeah, I'm not going to make you sit through the entire re-recording of uh, Cult of Personality, even though it's a great, great song. And yes, CM Punk used it. So, folks, let's talk about what Jericho had to say about MJF, because this is quite interesting. The man literally talks about MJF walking out, and he says right here, only thing I will say that it say is a contract is a contract. If every athlete in every sport wanted to be pay, uh, paid more now, then what's the point of having a contract? You know what I mean? The Wizard wasn't quite done yet, adding later that MJF is 25, actually 26. He has a lot to learn. He's not good as he thinks he is. Uh, really? uh, because, you know, a lot of people wondering where the fuck he went. So, obviously... <laughs> There's something going on. And, you know, these comments from Jericho are particularly interesting. Yeah, they are interesting to me. And it says, MJF has a history of wanting to rework his deals, blah, 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 AEW television, all that. And so his remarks haven't been smoked. The merchandise has been removed from AEW storefront. He hasn't made a peep on social media, so I have to keep this under the, the rug, whatever is going on with Chris Jericho and him, you know, and why he's trying to basically talk down on the guy that could outwork, outshine, needs some polishing in ring. But, you know, this guy led. He took a lot from the CM Punk match. He won, didn't he? I mean, he won. But I, I'm not understanding why, if you have a guy that's his over as MJF, why wouldn't you want to push him to the top? Why wouldn't you want to make him your top priority? Because if you don't, the problem with not re-signing him is who's going to be your top heel? Chris Jericho's already been down that road before. He's already been down that alleyway. He's a great talent. But now he's kind of pushing it to the limit, you know, with a barbed wire match here, a cage of death match here, you know, it's kind of like a war games, whatever. Oh, blood and guts, my bad. It just seems like they're forgetting something. If you have a top performer, I'm pretty sure that he'd be willing to sign on the dotted line with Triple H. I know a lot of AEW fans would be like, no, nah, man, AEW's great. They got Keith Lee, they've got Claudio, they've got practically all the signees from WWE that they need, right? It's a thirst trap. It's basically what it is. If you've got 122 fuckers on your roster, are you really going to want two more? Probably. I mean, like I said, Tony Khan probably has never heard of Herb Abrams. I mean, UWF, there's two versions of that. There's the cocaine paranoid schizo, Herb Abrams, that ran UWF with a whole bunch of people that were well-knowns, but he couldn't pay them. Tony Khan is the son of the Jaguars owner, and he started out this company with Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick. To the point where, you know, you sold out Arthur Ashe, but you don't want to wrestle on MSG. Is that a slap to every fan's face because they want to wrestle in one arena? No. He does certain things, folks. Tony Khan does certain things or says certain things 
or does certain things that are stupid. Chris Jericho, nice guy, hell of a performer at one point in time, needs to go behind the scenes instead of razzing on somebody that's the absolute, like I said, in my opinion, yes, Christian Cage became not an afterthought, but became the top heel. Now, without MJF, how interesting has AEW TV been? They've, they've managed to garner some, some ratings, and they managed to gain some interest from the coach because their fan base has yet to be disappointed. The fact that MJF teased, you know, on his social media, on Facebook page, on Instagram, on TikTok, about signing with Triple H, here's my intro, what it would be like. Give him the fucking numbers if you're smart, Mr. Khan. Because if you don't, then what does that say about the rest of your talent? Nobody knows who the fuck some of these guys are. Some of them are known because one of them was a guest on my show, and he's a very nice dude, and Chandler, yeah. And But if you ask a casual wrestling fan, have you heard about AEW? No. But I used to watch it when it was this person, that person, that person. I could fill in those blanks with, it used to be cool when we, you know, the Attitude Era, when it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and, you know, when Sable had the handprints on her breast, all that shit. The fact that Chris Jericho is ripping on a guy that can talk better, have you know, made it intriguing with Chris. The fact that MJF worked well as a solo competitor, the fact that kind of pulled off the reincarnation of Million Dollar Man and Virgil gimmick, except for Wardlow, is bigger. Yes, he's generic. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him in AEW, but holy fuck. After the few Dynamite episodes that I've watched, I, I, I probably need to go back and watch Rampage, folks. That's the only uh, show, TV show I will not go back and watch. Now, as far as continuity goes with MJF, you need to keep him. You need to keep him. If he goes to WWE, do you have any idea now that Vince is no longer there? Now that Laura Nice is no longer there, that Pritchard might be stepping down, might be, keep quote-unquote, that He's a valuable asset to a company for a large variety of reasons. When you have a guy that can not only mic, but work in ring, and somebody says, well, in real life conflict, blah, 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 this brings up a good valid point. I'm going to play for you guys a clip that proves my point on how delusional this person truly is. Because a lot of people will say, well, you, I'm very outspoken, that I don't know what I'm talking about, that I'm not giving factual facts. No. I'm playing you audio because this backs up what I say. He's admitting that he can't renew contracts. Tully Blanchard, Jen, Jonathan Gresham, yeah, they're kind of the dead weights of the company. They really didn't mean and thing, but if they start dropping names back to Triple they're not going to automatically go because he automatically, Tony Khan automatically jumped to, well, they have five-year contracts. That doesn't necessarily mean they can't fight their way out of them in a legal sense. Adam Cole, he started mentioning names that he knows if those names go and go back to WWE, is there a reason, rhyme or reason for them? Maybe. Are they going to do it right away? No. 
But here's the thing. This is what kind of irked me about uh, what was said about MJF. He said that there was real life conflict between him and MJF. And it's like, you know what, guys? And some of this call is broken, too. The quality was not the greatest. But the thing that bugs me the most is when you have a top talent, a guy that can actually fucking work, somebody that, you know, gives his all for you, lays it all on the line, that all the matches like, wow, you're a big MJF mark. I'm a mark for a guy that can actually pull me in with whatever he or she says. And MJF happens to be one of those guys. I'm very picky now about my pro wrestling, dude. Um, it's hard to pinpoint when that happened. Oh, no, it wasn't. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I completely, 100% will tell you, no, so... Tony Khan returns, no. I had this settled earlier, but, you know. Oh, well, while I'm looking for it, we'll just play this one. Okay? Gotta love the ads on YouTube. Own it. So, here goes. This is Paul Heyman, a very influential minor. Commitment is to WWE. Yeah. And the, the fact is, I re signed last year. I didn't make a public spectacle of it. And a lot of people lately have been negotiating through the media. And it works for them. And God bless them for doing it. But that's not my style. I, I never wanted to negotiate my, my, my contracts through the media. No one knew when Brock Lesnar was returning because Brock Lesnar kept it to himself. No one really knows how long Brock Lesnar is signed for because Brock Lesnar kept it for, to himself. No one really knows when Roman Reigns' contract is up, if it's up, when it's up, why it's up, or how much it's up. Will he resign? Did he resign? Has he already resigned? Is he going to resign? Keep it to himself. Uh, I'm running that circle. And uh, I never wanted to negotiate in public, number one. And number two, I... I <laughs> I just don't like it when, oh, yeah, I just re-signed, and I got this much money for this many years, and I'm committed, but it's, it's, it's just, I saw your show with MJF. I understand what he's doing. Uh, he has a Yiddish Kepler. It's smart negotiating on his part at the moment. But I'm in a different position right now, and was a year ago. And a year ago, when... My contract was was coming due. It was a very easy decision. WWE made it very easy for me. And they locked me in for long term. And I don't want to discuss how long of a term it is. Long enough for both parties to be real happy with each other and real comfortable with each other and happy with each other's contributions to each other. Are you impressed with that? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't I be? I don't know. Maybe you don't like his shtick. I don't know. Maybe you don't think he's good on the mic. Uh, seems like the type of guy that you would like, right? 
Because he's Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, come on. You know, he, cuts a, he cuts a great promo, right? I mean, he's incredible on the mic, no? I think he's very credible on the mic. Incredible is not a compliment. Incredible means he's not credible. He's credible. He's very good at what he does. Have you ever met he him? Has a, and, he, and he's very young, and he has, so he has a, a big future ahead of him. Ever meet him? No, not to my knowledge. I may have if I have. I, 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 I don't, I'm not aware of it. Okay. Because that was, I mean, you don't hear people talk. Thank you for bringing it up. You don't hear people talk like that in pro wrestling. I'm a free agent as of January 1st, 2024, and WWE has interest. Like, it was kind of, I didn't expect that. And so I was going to ask you what you thought of that. Clearly you saw it. Would you have advised him if you were kind of his guy, his counsel, would you advise him not to do it? Is that bad business? No, no, from his perspective, no. Okay. In his position, no. Where he's working right now, no. Where he wants to work in the future, no. Right. Not, not bad business at all. That is fair. For, for what he used, for what he obviously used his trajectory to be, for what he obviously used his future to be, not bad business at all. Pretty smart, I might even say. Would you be interested in working? With I him? Not even might even say. I would say it's pretty smart. Would you be interested in working? And with I him? will. It's pretty smart. <laughs> would you be interested in working with him? I'm interested. When, when you say working with him, you mean him as part of the roster? You know, aligning myself with him. We're, we're a long way. Right, right now, he's in a very enviable spot in an upstart promotion that has tremendous financing and excellent distribution. Um, that's an if. If, 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 if. And as I've said many times, my father taught me in life, if, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. She doesn't, so she's not. Um, that's an if. Let, let, let's see what the future holds for him. I'm sure at some point in this life, we're going to bump into each other. That's very telling about what Heyman just said, what Booker T just said, what I just said. I'm not nobody noteworthy, but yet. But Heyman just said, at this point in juncture, is it because he's credible, makes him you know, not credible, incredible makes you not credible. Those are very strong words from a guy that he said, I watch a show with MJF, and where he's at right now is a smart marketing employee, yes. Does that mean MJF is in the wrong for holding out? I personally don't think so because AEW's got talent. There's no doubt about that they can put on some good matches. But over time, you need a top heel and a top baby face. Is there a distinction? Because Eddie Kingston's right at the top of the ladder, I guess, with the baby faces, right? And then you've got Danhausen, who's like a comical genius. And, you know, it's just, there's, um, I'm just answering the questions as best I can. Anyways, as I was saying, is it a good thing that NJS holding out on his contract? Yes. Because somebody needs to communicate with Mr. Khan that you need to communicate with your talent. 
you need to talk. You need to say something. You need to be like, hey, I like what you're doing so far. We've got them where we want them. Or what do you think on this number? Do you want to work on your contract? Blah, blah, blah. There's literally been nothing. We've all been kept in the dark. Is this part of And speaking of MJF, like I said, there's not been any coup on social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, nothing. He's just keeping it chill, not doing a thing, doing his thing. So you know what? All I must say is that on this whole ordeal, the fact that Jericho slammed MJF, he's like, well, then anyone could sign, you know, with certain numbers, like, dude, he's the, he's your top fucking heel. He's your top guy to work with anyone. CM Punk, Wardlow, for fuck's sake, says bland and generic and what he is for, you know, for AEW. Then you've got Dan Housen, who's kind of a mid-card great. You know, everyone loves Dan Housen. Sting, Darby Allen. The list of Ray of Talent, uh, Adam Page, Omega, The Young Bucks, Samoa Joe, part of Ring of Honor, FTR. There's an array of talent, but if you don't communicate with certain people, how does that look on you guys? How does that look for AEW? It's a reflection of your company. If you don't communicate with talent, if you don't know their value or their worth, or if you do and you're just not showing it, Cool, man. You need to show some signs that you actually give a shit. That's just saying because you don't care and you're just going to do another spoke on the wheel is basically what you're telling MJF. I mean, the dude basically knows that people kiss his ass and ask, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? But if he can't give us a direct answer, is this part of the work? We don't know. Or legit, is MJF just saying, you know what? If you can't give me numbers... If you can't work something out, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to leave. I don't speak for anybody, but I have been a part of a wrestling company or lack thereof where it just made me think, wow, I'm grateful that I had that experience, but the lack of communication between said company and myself I wasn't majorly on TV. We're not on a major network. But I'm saying communication is key in a fucking business working relationship. If you don't have that communication, how is NJF supposed to know, okay, what are you going to offer me for TV? What, you know, who am I going to be working with? What are you going to offer me a title, the main AEW world champion? Because they put it on Moxley. They put it on Moxley. The fans love John Moxley. Great. If you put it on a heel, is that such a bad thing, dude? If you put it, if you were to put the title, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, uh, around MJF's waist, you would get so much heat. They're like, I can't believe they gave the title that spoiled brat, blah blah blah. But I think it's great. You'd hear a blend of reactions, and it'd be great for your company. But instead, now the fact that things are moving kind of forward. In WWE, at a rapid pace, you're going to leave reference comments to Vince's retirement and promote your own show. How delusional can you fucking be, man? You're 
one of your top talents that can work, make, well, actually, I'm going to use this phrase. He can polish the turd that's already been crept on the floor, make it look like a million bucks, Wardlow. CM Punk and him work great together. And, and Max, he wasn't afraid to fucking gig. He wasn't afraid to do certain things that he knew was going to draw instant heat between the fans and him. He doesn't give a shit. Let me tell you something. If you don't communicate with your employees at a job for only so long will the employees stay in said company. That goes for anywhere. It doesn't matter if you moved up the ladder. If there's a lack of communication, is that employee really going to sit there and complain and bitch and bellyache and moan and cry at you? Some do. Some don't. There are ways to do things in professional wrestling. And I think, I, no, I, I'm pretty sure that without a top heel and a clear definitive top baby face and a bunch of mid-carters running around on AEW, how do you begin to distinct, okay, we're going to work Christian Cage and, and Luchasaurus now, the Luchasaurus turn fucking from heel to baby face in one, a span of two yeah, not even three weeks. Also, where what's AEW's current identity as a show? They're running off of a few stories, you know, they got with Sting, Darby Allen, Malachi Black, and Brody King, who basically destroyed Darby Allen, and then Hero, they're throwing him into the mix for that storyline, and then you've got Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Their payoffs to the AEW's payoffs to their storylines going on and on their show, I'm going to tell you right now. They are WCW nitroing their storylines. There is no definitive fucking heel. There is no definitive fucking babyface. Top heel, top babyface, I should say. Definitive. Meaning, if you don't offer the man some money or make him your MVP, he's going to do AEW like Tyreek did the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to drop your asses and move on wherever the fuck he wants to go and not think twice about it. If you don't sit down, have a talk with him, this is what's going to happen. You think that 80% of people in your analytic world, medical world, that they're just bots. I'm not a bot. I'm a real person. I have a human pulse. I breathe. I shit. I bleed. I am a human being. And this is constructive criticism. If you do not communicate with your talent and you allow the people that are already comfortable in their own respective careers, Jericho, the Young Bucks, I'm not going to shy away from it. These are nice dudes as people. But if you don't start making consistent storylines or having consistent storylines that last longer than just a month or two months because some of you may say, well, Tony Khan's done a great job giving us what we want, and we're never dissatisfied. There's a problem. He's satisfying you, but his talent is trying to speak and communicate to him that we are not satisfied. We want answers. We want direct, straightforward, yes or no, I'm going to give you what you want or what what you're needing. And what MJF is needing is a definitive 
Can I have this amount on my contract? That's it. He's holding out for a good reason, folks. If you're holding out on contract in a regular, you know, nine to five, that might be different, dude. MJF is though. I'm going to tell you right now. When I started watching AEW, the promos that caught my attention, probably the ones that stood out were his. You know, when Punk came out and said, is this real? Is this, is this really you? That was really – MJF knows how to be on point. So does FTR. If your basic promo, you know, Sting is great at talking. He's great at, you know, getting the crowd going, has been for a long time. Since the days of NWA, WCW, he's been great. But there's one problem when you have a fan running the show and there's so many people that either do want to be a part of your team or don't want to be a part of your team. And if there's a malfunction at the junction as one wise man once said then how are you going to be able to function with the rest of your company how when he's like well i think this is great you know the ring of honor is you know death to dishonor you're bringing back you know kind of like your extension of like what nxt used to be in 2013 but now that wow a lunger blaze shows up on the show, holy shit, one of the females that caused controversy when leaving WWF, formerly in WWF and going back to WWE in 2022 to um, make an announcement for the Women's Tag Team Championships. They're, WWE and AEW, this, they are like night and day differences. AEW started bringing in people and quote-unquote, using them correctly and using them how they want. I know my friend Chris in Columbia listens to this shit. And he says, well, this is what we constantly had to deal with and then pushing so-and-so down our throats. Look, dude, I love you like a brother and we can you know, have fun and poke fun at each other and not get upset, you know, and just have fun with it. But I'm trying to make the point that MJF, some people are like, we didn't even notice he was gone. You didn't because they're like, oh, it's just part of the ploy. He's just part of the story. If this is a part of the one big giant work, then ha- color me surprised. Call me fucking fool. Pull the wool over my eyes and other people's eyes for that matter. He's a big impact on this show. Why else do you think that people tune in because they wanted to see him get the shit kicked out of them on their programming? Now, what AEW does to draw ratings is have matches that <laughs> include... Non-stop fucking brawls outside of the ring. There's complete chaos. I'll give you an example. That barbed wire match between Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, towards the tail end of it, there's a whole fucking chaos, you know, with Ruby, Soho, and Ty Conti. Ty Conti unlocks the cage, and then all these guys come out, Jake Hager and whomever else, Jericho's Appreciation Society or whatever. Come on, man. That's basically, I, I assume that would be a conversation between Eddie King and Chris Jericho. Uh, okay, man, we're going to do this. You're going to let us do our thing? Okay, cool. Never in professional wrestling should you let the inmates run the asylum. Ever. Never, ever. They're like, well, you know, he probably trusts 
Chris Jericho and the way he thinks. I like Chris. I'm one of the few that likes him when he talks on the mic. He's great. Some may say, well, you like the puppet version of him. Really? I like the puppet version of Chris Jericho? Does that mean when he was under the tutelage of Vince McMahon before the Chris Jericho that faded out and then came back in 2019 to join up with Cody Rhodes? How funny is this, guys? How funny is this? Triple H in Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 35 says, well, you know, it'd be funny because in three to five years, one of you, you know, some of you, they'll be knocking at my door for a job. And here he, here Triple H is already putting plans in place for shows that need an overhaul makeover as far as show goes. And AEW struggling to sign their top guy, MJF. MJF is not just a, well, he was once great, but now we've got other fish to fry. Really? So is that why some of your payoff matches happen on live TV instead of your pay-per-views? Because you guys don't know how to extend fucking stories in some way, shape, or form? I hate being negative Nancy about this, but I'm also going to tell you the truth. Some people say, well, what would you say would be a great show? At one point in time, you're going to have to have a result that makes people go, what the fuck, man? Why did you do that? Hmm? Has AEW ever once had that moment? MJF is not only a great pendulum momentum shift if if AEW does sign him but that also means that if they re-sign him that keeps him away from the competition it means that you don't have to do as much because he will provide you the necessary need of a top company performer if you make him a baby face so fucking be it if you make him the heel so fucking be it the big problem with Tony Khan is not only the lack of communication but obviously dude If you're running the show, if in fact you are, it's a big question mark. It's mainly the people who are friends with Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson. I mean, those those guys garner a reaction. So does Adam Cole. He gets the same reaction he did in Ring of Honor that he did in WWE that he now does in AEW. But what are they doing with him? The same thing. Keith Lee has, you know, garnered a reaction now that they are – Tag Team Champions, right? FCR, when they left, they garnered reactions. They are so cool, dude. And Dax's promo on Dynamite, wow. See, I can be nice, but my fucking bipolar with this man is my my, uh, manic side comes out, obviously, in this rant because you want to see both sides succeed so that the level of each show is raising the bar for one another. It's like healthy competition, you know? But instead, you hear news that Jonathan Gresham cussed out Tony Khan, that he said he's retiring from pro wrestling. Does anybody know outside of his stint in Ring of Honor what, you know, really truly happened? The fact that 
WWE has been running, and I said this earlier, they have been running off of fumes. The fact that they had their women's tag team champions walk out before their main event, and still they had a great triple threat match at Hell in a Cell with Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Asuka means that they are working within their means. They're working with what they have. AEW, holy fuck. I have a hard time keeping up with their stuff, and the fact that MJF is not present does have something to do with this. If you put him in the line in, on the roster, on the active AEW roster, right? You give him what he wants. You uh, help the guy out that can help other talent out because obviously Chris Jericho is also kind of lost touch in that regards. Like, if contract is a contract, you should sign. You shouldn't be a brat about it. Well, if he wants a piece of the pie and then some, give it to him. Because if you don't, boy, you guys are going to be on the outside of the fence watching WWE having MJF headline WrestleMania. You know, Hunter's a smart booker. Because look what NXT did. Everyone was buzzing about it back in the day. And now that Triple H is back, has it caused some force? Of a panic in AEW? I don't fucking think so. It may they're aware of it, but they're not going to acknowledge it. But yet when speaking of acknowledging, the fact when AEW had beaten the crap out of NXT in ratings, Hunter said, Congratulations, you know, good job. And this is when Cody was with AEW at the top of the mountain and succeeding and fans were wanting to pe you know, celebrate him, you know, Relish in the fact that he was there is great. But when he was on his way out, people were booing the fuck out of him, blah, blah, blah. Social media was blowing up about, oh, they need to get rid of Cody, blah, blah, blah. He needs to go back where he belongs. And then when he goes back where he belongs, he gets cheered. I um, I happen to know that, you know, the very first night of WrestleMania, I was there, not at the first night, but the second night. And they showed highlights of that. The very dramatic entrance, you know, his match with Seth Rollins. I mean, from the very get-go, you knew why he left and why it's the same fucking trend and pattern that either you fix or you don't fix. Cool. I'm not going to obviously have a job in AEW after this podcast, but I don't care because I'm going to tell you, like, well, if you offer your job, if anyone offers me a job, dude, the answer is yes. Okay, you go where you get paid. Obviously, some people just do it for the money. They don't, you think that any wrestler is obviously going to say, well, I do it for the fans. Some of them are genuine about that, and some of them are not. But to answer your question, would I take it if it were AEW or WWE? To be honest with you, I would direct myself towards whichever opportunity presents itself for me. But I'd be stupid to say, well, I'd go directly to this company. You don't know in the world of sports and entertainment. You don't know in the world of baseball because in baseball, and basketball, football, you can be traded anywhere. I'm trying to make a point, man. Yes. I am well. For those of you wanting to message me back and forth, you can do so on, on the Instagram. It's wrestle underscore radio. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails. On the Book of Face, Facebook, it's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash 
facebook.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us a message. We'll be glad to answer. Yeah, I said we'll. We'll. W-E apostrophe L-L. It is late at night, folks. So anyways, anyhow, let me just put this on the table. If you don't communicate with your talent, if you don't say a word to them, you know, give out a number, throw out a number, 20 or let's say $14.1 million. And MJF says, well, how about let's work with $18.1 million. How are you going to sit there and not give the man what he wants number-wise? Holding out smart because now people are wondering, you know, we it's been a while since we've seen MJF. Is he going to sit out in the crowd? Is it, you know, are they near negotiation of some sort? I'll answer that question right now. This, this, this is what drives me nuts. They have an array of talent. They've got a lot of fans clamoring for their merchandise, wearing it out in public. Yet what they don't know is they're like, I don't want to know the backstage politics. That's fine. I don't want to know about them either. But I'm a broadcast journalist. I have to report to you guys what the fuck's going on and what's not. What's not going on is the fact that Tony Khan allows this, you know, inner circle of people to control, creatively control his show. And ultimately, if you're not a part of said circle, they will make it known by either putting you somewhere on the card that's not quite noteworthy and by then like we don't we don't know what you're talking about really. NJF was a staple and y'all really want to do this to him? You really want to make it easy for me to rant and rave in circles but still on point about how if you don't give your top company dude and despite some people thinking it's Jericho, despite some people thinking, well, Kingston's working his way up the ladder. Kingston's a great dude. Chris Jericho, great dude. Uh, Darby Allen Sting. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy. Adam Cole. They all know how to relate to the folks, right? But can they relate on the level that MJF relates on? Some things say, well, he doesn't care. He just cares about money. What do you think Brock Lesnar is? What do you think um, The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair? I can go on. What do you think they're all about? You can't do this shit for free unless you enjoy a hot dog and a handshake. NJF's not going to sit there and be like, okay, yeah, 14.1, Tony. That's just a great idea. That's just That's just wonderful. I'll sign right on the dotted line. He's not stupid. Some people might say, well, this is insane. You know, we're doing just fine without him. They are. They are compensating for now. Boy, they're running out of shit to do. By running out of shit to do, I mean, if you had a long-standing feud with Jericho and Kingston, and now you're starting, you know, to correlate, story between Miro and the House of Black and if he'll join, if he won't join, where does his loyalty lie? There's so much shit that for someone like me that has ADHD and bipolar manic and 
whole bunch of other lovely juggly disabilities to pay it. In other words, it's hard to keep up. And the one consistency that was there hasn't been on TV since a certain point, since that shoot promo. They're like, it, it correlates with the story, you know, distinct between real life and uh, whatever, fiction. So I'm just going to, hold on, let me let me answer this call. Uh, you're on Russell Radio Network, sir. What's up? Hey, what's going on, bro? I'm a first-time caller. I just believed in that y'all were live when I called in. Yeah, dude. Um, so I'm talking about on my spiel off the rails uncensored. Basically, dude, I'm talking about if you're not going to give MJF what he wants, yes. Are, I'm going to ask this question, dude, since you're a first-time caller. Are you invested in AEW, WWE, NWA? What are, what are you, who do you pertain to? I'm old school, man. I'm NWA, but I am new school with the WWE. I don't watch AEW. AEW? Yeah, man. Um, but WWE, I'm very familiar with. See? See what I say? It takes one casual call in just now. What's your name, sir? Pastor Don Junior Okay, cool. So... Again, if I asked you about who, you know who Sting is, obviously. You know. Correct. Okay. You know who Matt Hardy is, right? Yep. I'm very Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know those names. If I was to ask you who Claudio Castanoli is or Miro or Malachi Black, would you be like, what the fuck? Correct. 100%. Those new guys. I mean, I have to force myself, dude, to watch AEW's product and sometimes force myself to watch the pay-per-views. But WWE, you got I got to ask you this question, man, as a fan. With their limited resources, with all the walkouts, controversy going on on their side, I must ask you, don't you think they work a hell of a lot better with what they have, currently speaking? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, when wrestling came out, I mean, when they got really got big was when it was Vince McMahon and would hold down the WWE. But again, there was this little small TV that worked, uh, TBS in, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he owns a lot of the Knicks. Yeah, Ted Turner. He's the guy who actually brought the wrestling to the mainstream media. But for a long time, WWE. WWF was the premier league that came to the WWE. So I'm old school, man. I, I watched the Andre the Giant, the big wrestling with the WrestleMania when it was like a Super Bowl. Everybody would come over, we get the pay per view, get the popcorn out, and be there for hours watching the match, talking about it, having after parties and everything. So I mean, a lot of it is hoopla because of social media. People feel like they can interject with the platforms like this and they know what they're talking about. But if you haven't paid for a ticket, waited in line and sit and watched the match and went home and got the VHS and put it back on the replay, it's not the same. It's, everything is too easily accessible so the people don't understand how much work goes into putting on these presentations. Just I like the radio show. Yeah, I mentioned on 
this show, like, is I posted on Twitter, I posted on, you know, it makes it easily accessible for social media, obviously. But I said mm-hmm. earlier, yeah, you know, uh, if you don't cater to your top heel, like, if WCW didn't cater to Hogan and gave him a piece of the pie, I'm sorry, but I, tell, I mentioned this earlier. I would do you like Tyreek Hill did the Chiefs. I'm gone. Bye. You pay somebody. You, know you, if you do somebody dirty, like, okay, if somebody in your company is not obviously top heel, but you think, like, okay, Christian, is he really going to be a top heel by himself? No. Because a lot of wrestling Correct. fans will a lot of wrestling fans that are old school will associate his ass with Edge, who is now running a faction called, uh, you know, after Okay. He's running a faction in WWE. Let's just say that. It's late. It's, you know, it's really late, whatever. And I'm just saying, like, certain aspects of the wrestling is now easily accessible, like you said, in social media. But I'm just going to be on point with this. If somebody is your top heel and he can talk and he can work guys like CM Punk and he can work guys like Chris Jericho and guys like Sting but yet, you talk, this the owner, Booker T, said it best. He said, this dude, Tony Khan, literally said, 80% of all the haters are nothing but bots. I'm sitting here trying to think and figure this out. If you're an analytics dude, if you're analytical and you do research, 80% of the people criticizing you, nah, that's not possible. That'd be the majority of the people that tune into your show. Correct. No, so, no, 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 that number doesn't make sense. I could understand him saying, okay, 35% don't like our show. They don't really pertain to what we're doing in AEW. That's where Eric Bischoff sounded off, who was a very well-known team. Paul Heyman basically came on the show, who was, you know, we all know Paulie. He's a great, you know, he's a great mind for wrestling. Yeah. And he said, I know that he goes, I like MJF. He's incredible. Is he incredible? No. And the guy that was interviewing him said he's incredible. He's, 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 credible. he's not credible because you said he's incredible. What he means by that is yeah. you can be the top star, but are you really someone that if I asked you on the street who is MJF, you say to me, I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about, man. Yeah. Just, I, I guess mean, he that, must be a standout guy that's on the rise. I've never heard of him. Okay, well, MJF, let me tell you this. If you put him in the same league as Roddy Piper when Roddy smashed the coconut on Snooka's face or whatever, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, you multiply that heat with Hogan when he joined, you know, up with Nash and Hall and WCW and created the NWO. You combine all that heat. MJF can talk, man. You look him up, he's, great. he's a great asset in AEW. But the problem is Tony Khan keeps saying, well, our ratings are great. That means you have to have blood every single week on a match in wrestling? No, dude, because that's devaluing your right. product if you have to constantly gig on a wrestling show. Where if you, What if a five-year-old comes and sees that? What if a 13-year-old could, okay, gather his friends because they had a barbed wire match today, EW. A barbed wire oh, match. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, little kids don't even see that because they're going to imitate what they see. And that, it never was good except for the personal administering the, uh, the help. 
outside that, it's not a good thing. It's not fun to show up to an event. All these little kids running around with barbed wire talking about we about to start wrestling. That just doesn't feel good at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was not on a pay-per-view where they couldn't easily see it, you know, because TNT's got NBA and all these movies and stuff. That's ironic they ended up on uh, TNT. You know, that's uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Dusty or Dustin, um, Dustin Reynolds or whatever, the two sons of Dusty Rhodes, the great legend, right? They yeah. shine so hard. Yeah. Like, if you if you tune on to YouTube or whatever, watch an ep- or a Daily Motion is where I find AEW, right? I watch all their okay. stuff for Ben Boy. I have no clue who some of these guys are from New Japan because I'm a casual fan. I will admit that I even say I am the WWE guy of the show because okay. there's, there's a consistency with WWE. If I know that Roman Reigns is facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam and I know that Austin Theory has been chomping at the bit to get said title from Bobby Lashley and become the universal champion in WWE. I know what this context of the story is. I know, kind of have a general idea since I okay. briefly, you know, sip of coffee, you know, managed in, 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 in indie wrestling, right? I have a general idea right. what but with Triple H coming back, that's, that's the beauty part of this. That's the yeah, if you have guys like Bubba Ray Dudley, Mark Henry, Booker T, Ric Flair giving his oh, blessing, wow. yeah, they all have worked under or with Triple H. They have nothing but – some people are going to give mixed reviews, obviously, you know, people that didn't get what they want. But him coming but back to the – I yeah. mean, wrestling is a sport you could just walk away from. When you've been doing mm-hmm. this 30, 40 years and then you – Stop me. Back. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, nah, bro. It's like, not like you're taking up a ride fight. You got to be physical shape. Well, yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna interject himself in the story. Maybe it's kind of an addiction type thing, you know. You get behind the curtain, you get told, you know, okay, this is who's going to win. They don't write that stuff. They're not Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon, okay? Well, let me give okay. you, you know, let me just tell you something. I'm not going to give away all the secrets, you know, of the behind the magician's, you know, ma- magic show. But here's the thing. Wrestling, for me, if you are that kid that stands behind and says, oh, you know, the magician just puts his hand under the hat and then the rabbit comes in and he pulls the hat back up. I'm going to tell the person, shut the fuck up. I want to watch it. It's wrestling. <laughs> you know, if you, if you go to a wrestling show to be dueling fanboys and dueling fangirls and use terminologies, it's not enjoyable for me because I've been on the other side of the curtain. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. Every wrestling fan now, because they've got Dave Meltzer and PWI Insider, they'll be like, did you hear what so-and-so is going to happen on the show? Dude, fuck that. Why would you go to a wrestling show if you knew every outcome? That's boring as shit. <laughs> you know? And I I basically said on this show... I mean, it, it, it's... It, the, the, them selling whoop tickets will bring the people back, but if you know what they're going to say, it's not fun because you already heard it before. 
Exactly. I'll give you an example, dude. I was at a show at Barclays um, about a few years ago after WrestleMania 35. It was SmackDown when it was running on Tuesdays. And this guy sitting okay. with his girl, he has no interest. She had no interest in the goddamn show. And she was listening oh, wow. to her stupid, dim-witted boyfriend tell her, well, you see right there in the scuffle, blah, blah, blah. The baby faces are with the baby faces, and the heels are with the heels. I turned right around and said, shut the fuck up. Do you wrestle? <laughs> Do you promote the show? Do you pay these guys? Do you, like, know how fucking annoying you sound right now? Wow. And yeah. I turned right off and said, dude, I think you're bringing up my PTSD that I've had and in, in with some wrestling fans. And some of them... You put them in their place to come right back because they have to have some of them, some of the wrestling fans in this world have to have the last absolute word. And if you don't actually back up something, it's like let me explain something to you. I wasn't I, I'm an I was an extra in 2016 for a sip of coffee. Does that mean I'm the all-knowing expert on professional wrestling? No. I was on an episode of SmackDown Live. I sat in the back and I watched their rehearsals. I can tell you. Personally speaking, like, well, I'm not going to get too off topic here because I, I was talking about, you know, this okay. dude that you've never heard of. But to get center it back, dude, because um, I'm not going to go completely off tangent. When you sit there in the WWE locker room <laughs> and, and you can't, you cannot take pictures, you cannot ask for autographs, you're told how your etiquette is supposed to be. I'm going to tell you this story, okay? There's one guy in particular that asked Bubba Ray Dudley, of all people, how do you throw a punch? Oh, my God. And Mr. Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, whatever you want to call him, said, I don't know, like one would throw at your fucking mother. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but it's like, wow. Bro, the one thing you don't do with any celebrity, and there's, you never bother an Italian he's eating pasta, but I'm getting off point here. What, you know, I'm glad that you called in, sir. Um, but to folks, you know, the last tidbits of my show and actually helped me a lot, dude. Thank you. Um, I, if you have a top talent, if you have a top performer like MJF who can not only mic, but when Chris Jericho says things like, well, he, you know, he should be, he shouldn't be holding out on his contract. He should be doing this. He should be doing that. Dude, for someone who has a dad bod, when he wrestled and basically had to use barbed wire to lessen the effect of you being completely gassed and out of shape. Okay. Chris Jericho, <laughs> I, I like him. He's great as a wrestler, but for him to make comments about somebody who is a young talent that can help push, you know, guys like, okay, guys like Jake and snake Roberts, you remember him? He is, you know, not similar to oh, MJF. Yeah, but, Before you yeah, he was feeding, he was feeding, helping guys get fed to Hogan. Yeah, he didn't complain. He just did his job. But I have an issue because you know Ultimate Warrior. I uh, well, you guys really. Oh, go ahead. Oh, he's offline, folks. Uh, the call dropped. Let me see if I can reach out to him. Or if you want to call back in, man, the show's number's right here. It's nine four three three four two two. But anyways, so I'm sorry. That was an awesome dude. We miss you. Come back, please. What I was trying to point at is the Ultimate Warrior had a role. 
MJF's role was the top heel. Jake the Snake flip-flopped, but he did a great job at it, and he fed, helped feed guys to Hogan. In closing, if you ever get back on, I love that, man. It was the first guest in a while that called in. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, in closing, got kind of off base there, distracted with all these fucking stories. I love it, though. If you want to call in, dudes, it's 943-342. That was awesome. I love that. <laughs> but back to my point. Yeah, is a valued talent. If you don't val if you don't value someone that brings value to your company and serves a purpose, what are you doing? That's my biggest fucking question. What are you doing to make it so that your company is well known amongst the casual fans, the fans that are already smarts, the fans that are already, you know, invested in your product? How do you keep it going? Outside of the multitasking that is not going to pan out. Just saying, I don't, I can't do 50 things at once and succeed. I can't do my finances and also, you know, see how to play violin or something on YouTube. It's just too much. In other words, keep MJF happy. He's not the only man on the roster. I get it. But when Jim Cornette's praising FTR, when he's talking about the whole situation going on in AEW, he's basically saying it's been a shit show and a half in some aspects. In some aspects, there are people, there are wrestlers that make up for it. So here's the deal. Keep them happy. Keep them, you know, invested. Do your thing, but don't be, you know, referencing your own shit when somebody who's been around for four years retires because of controversy. Makes it look bad on social media, but also, point being, sign MJF. If you don't, then WWE most likely is going to get him or someone that values his value to their company. MJF's a huge name, despite some people not knowing who he is, all right? So, just do the best you can. Entertain us. Make us invest in your products. So, uh if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it and tune in this Saturday. Actually, this Friday. We're going to have a Friday show because SummerSlam will be on, folks. And uh, may or may not do a show with Pizza Simpson. I'm going to check his schedule and we'll be back. I love it. I love having a caller. Yo, call in. With respect to talking about pro wrestling, not about news or politics or sexual orientation or anything that would cause a debate unless it's wrestling. Toodles, bitches, I gotta get my beauty rest. Do you get...
Yeah.